0: Welcome back to what we If you guys are new to the channel, make sure you guys like, share, comment, and subscribe for more content here on YouTube. Um, Make sure you guys follow us on social media platforms. Uh, We have a bunch of cool stuff coming for you guys that will pretty much only be available there. So you guys have to go uh, check us out on social media platforms. We have a special guest here today with us, Adam Taylor from the Celtics blog, if I remember correctly. Um, So yeah, thank you for joining us today, Adam.
1: Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, it's Celtics blog, SB Nation.
2: All right.
0: Um, so let, let, let's just get right into it. Uh, so I guess it's continuation of our last discussion, I mean, our last topic we just got done with. Talking about like, optimism about uh, seasons finishing, pers- pers- that, specifically the college football season. The bubble is working so far. How confident are you? that we are going to see and crown an NBA champion.
1: I'm about 95% confident at this point. I feel like unless there's a huge outbreak and multiple stars kind of go down, then everything's going to continue to keep rolling. Anyone that does show symptoms or test positive will be quarantined until they're better. And that's why they allowed that substitute rule as well, right? So if a guy goes down with the virus, then you can bring in another guy I don't know. You can bring in somebody else for the duration that your player is ill with the virus. I don't know how we are that's going to work considering when you bring a new guy into the bubble, they have to quarantine too. So it, makes, it doesn't make much sense if you're quarantining for two weeks and the guy you bring in is quarantining for 10 days. You're only really getting four days of substitute player. So I doubt that you're going to see much of that happen. But I would say that I'm 95% confident, especially after yesterday when no players in the bubble tested positive.
2: Thankfully, Warner. Yeah, um, I'm actually much more confident in um, in the bubble and the NBA bubble working. Um, we have we have the, the fifth, fi- final few games of the uh, NBA season and then the playoffs to do. So I don't think it's going to, it's not like there's a whole season um, that they have to do in this sort of, in this bubble. It's going to be interesting, I think, with the teammates being much closer to each other. Um, but other than that, I think um, as long as they keep the COVID cases under three for the whole league, then um, they're they're gonna it's going to work out fine. And, you know, as long as LeBron, Kawhi, and Paul George don't get Corona in, in the Western Conference Finals, I think we're all good.
0: Don't forget Zion, because we all know the league wants the Pelicans and the Lakers in the first round. Can't forget Zion. You, we you don't know stay.
1: when is coming back, though.
0: Oh, actually, he makes a valid point. Zion's going have to re-quarantine because he's gone on a family matter. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting. But okay, so uh, I'll just state it. I'm a hundred. I'm optimistic. Uh, I think it jumped uh, from like yesterday. So I'm a little bit more optimistic than was maybe a few days ago. If we talked a few days ago, then then now because like you just pointed out, Adam. No players tested positive, which is probably the best news you could possibly get. Um, I guess my one question is like when they start to open the bubble and that like the players' family and stuff come in, I think it's what two or three family members allowed that accurate. If someone of a fact check me on that. Um, my only my only like question is how was that going to work for me? But besides that, Um, I'm 100% optimistic, uh, maybe not 100%, um, but I am certainly very optimistic that uh, a season will be finished, the Lakers will win the championship. I'm joking. I am not joking. Okay, but um, let's talk about some Celtics. Um, So Warner knows, and anybody who knows that have watched the show or listened to us on podcasting platforms knows, I am big on Jason Tatum. How do you feel about the Celtics' future, potentially post-Kemba Walker or post-Gordon Hayward?
1: I've been very vocal about moving on from Kemba Walker since about two days after Kemba Walker signed for the team. Um, he's not really the type of guard I think the Celtics need. I do understand why they've brought him in. I'm very confident Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum misses their team for the next five to ten years if they stay healthy. See nothing but exponential growth from the both of those guys the point where jalen brown last year i was very critical of him across multiple platforms for the way his handles were weak going left and also the way that he kind of if he didn't start hot then he really couldn't get going in a game and that really he kind of took himself out mentally he's worked on that over the summer come back really strong on his handle specifically went left to shut up critics which i was quite pleased to see i'm very confident in those guys i do feel like and I've spoke to Gordon about this personally uh, before. I do feel like he's probably going to be the guy I'd prefer to be on the team long-term. I'd like to see, he, I feel like he's going to be able to grow into a, a six-man off the bench that can run point forward and facilitate, that's going to help bring over the next group of young guys like Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards or Trey Mann, and then whoever they pick this draft as well. You know, He can be that guy to come off the bench and set those guys up and put points on a platter for them because of the how selfless his plays,
0: Yeah, I think Gordon Hayward, I think we kind of underrate his passing or his playmaking ability in general. Um, the Celtics are poised to run the Eastern Conference for the next five to 10 years. So long, like you said, Tatum and Brown is healthy. Because this is me, and I know it's an unpopular opinion. I've said this in the past, a drawback from him and our other co-hosts. <clears throat> if you put Tatum, Luka, Zion... And whoever – who else am I missing that could potentially be the best player in the world? Uh, that's probably like the three. I'm taking Tatum over all of them. Tatum is the best defender, perimeter defender of the three. He's the best pure scorer of the three and shooter of the three. And, I mean, I mean, like I said, what do any of the guys do that Tatum doesn't do except Zion's going to be getting – a bunch of, like, the he's going to score the most when he's in the full season. Luca is, scoring, is shooting the ball freaking 30 times a game. So he's going to score the most. And that's because of their teams. But I don't think it's fair to say, oh, well, because Tatum, you know, he uh, – what, what did Myron say? Like, 60% of his shots were assisted? Okay. So you're saying because the – you're saying because Tatum has a good coach with a good system that share the ball well, that, that discredits Tatum, that's not fair to Jason Tatum. So uh, I think the Celtics, if they don't win a, a championship in the next 10 years, it will be a failure. But uh, the Celtics' future is bright, and especially with, like, the Bucks, I think the Bucks are at the end of their, their dominance, if that was ever a thing. But so, yeah, I think the Celtics are poised to run through the East for the next five to 10 years.
2: It was, I mean, by the way. it was three family members at a time for the bubble
1: to come in. I mean, I'm just going to jump back in there when it's like, oh, well, 60% of his shots are assisted. I can feed you to rock 100 times. It's your job to make 60 of them to hit that 60% of your shots being assisted. Mm-hmm. Depending, I mean, if you're shooting NBA range threes from the elbow three, and I feed you to rock 100 times, I don't know many people that are going to hit 60 especially with an NBA level defender in your face and you're usually facing the opposing team's best defender or facing a blitz on the pull-up. So, okay. Yeah. He's getting assisted 60% of the time. Luca has much more shot creation in his bag at this point. Tatum's got the step back and the jab step, but we don't, you don't really want Tatum going ISO that much because he can kind of fall back on that mid range shot that we saw last year, but he has got better at that and he has got better at, scoring out of ISO situations and the Celtics are putting him in position now to run the pick and roll which is going to force his handle to tighten up because when his half court handle is actually quite tight if you watch him and then watch him in transition and that handle is really loose and he seems to turn the ball over when running at speed once he gets that handle tighter at speed you'll see him start to change speeds more you'll see him change gears and then them step backs will start looking more Harden-esque and you'll see him go ISO with much more confidence and that assist ratio will slowly fall from that point.
0: Yeah. Uh, Warner, what are your thoughts right quick?
2: Yeah. Um, no, the Celtics have probably one of the best young cores in, um, in all of the NBA. Um, just, you know, in terms of potential now or potential for the future and skills. Now, I think Tatum is one of one of the better um, young players in the game um, to build the team around because he is that two way wing and, um, he, he's, the, he's the two-way wing, and he's the guy who really can um, you know sort of lead your team to the championship. We've seen the NBA mold into this two-way wing, point-forward type of league with LeBron and Kawhi, um, shoot, Paul George, Kevin Durant, and all of these guys. And I think Tatum can be the next great two-way wing um, in the league. So I think as long as he stays with the Celtics and stays healthy, as you said, that um, the Celtics are going to have really a really successful season. And then to that Gordon Hayward take as well, um, I really like him as, as a player. And I think if you had to choose between him and Kemba Walker, you would, you would definitely keep um, Hayward because he can be on ball, he can be off ball, he can shoot from anywhere, and he's also a, a better defender than Kemba Walker is um, just in general. So that, that, um, that is who I would take over uh, between the two.
0: Yeah, and I think we underrate Tatum as a defender as well. If you look at qualified uh, small forwards or wings, right? It's about 50. So if you play how I did, if you play like 50 or more games, you're qualified. Just put that in perspective. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, in terms of opponent field goal percentage, within the nearest person guarding him, I think he was like 12 out of 50, 12 best. And the guys ahead of him were like AD, Giannis, like. For example, LeBron, I think, maybe. Um, so I think we really underrate Tatum as a defender and not give him enough credit for it. And actually, really quickly, Luca's in, like, the 30s. Lucas in the 30s. I think it was, like,
2: 37. I think, I think Tatum is uh, so underrated in, in these categories because of last year's, really, failure of a season, um, if you want to say it like that. With Kyrie Irving trying to be, you know, lead his own team and uh, take this, obviously, good and potentially great young core um all the way you're
0: not LeBron Kyrie I mean I'm just I'm just clarify for me everybody with the Celtics blog and people in Boston you guys do miss Kyrie right I mean I think that's I think that's fair to
1: say you guys not not one person I've spoke to not one person I've spoke to and uh I'll speak to guys that uh Covering the Nets, I speak to guys that have been around Media Day with the Nets, been around Kyrie and they all speak about how much of a a cool guy he is and when I was speaking to guys that have had conversations with Kyrie, apparently he's a really cool guy but as a leader, he's not the guy you want leading the team. I had my doubts when the Celtics traded for him. I understood why. He basically alienated everyone around him within, to, within 18 months. Mm-hmm. Similar to what he did in Cleveland after LeBron left, he's just... He's not the guy you want leading a team because he's very... He's abstracting himself, isn't it? He, uh, I mean, did you hear that one where a coach asked him how he was doing today? And he replied saying, what is the meaning of government? What's the definition of government? <laughs> no, no, like, that's not what you want at nine o'clock in the morning before you've had breakfast. So... He can rub guys up the wrong way. I'm good with not seeing Kyrie in the Celtics jersey for the rest of my life. But granted, KD isn't the type of leader you want either. It's like, eh, hey, I mean,
0: we got Kyrie, we got KD. Uh, but yes, yeah, okay, so we've talked on the show a lot about who we feel the biggest threat in the East of the Bucks are. Would you say it's the Celtics? And if not, who would it be? Who would the biggest threat to the Celtics be in Europe? I mean, to the Bucs, in your opinion,
1: be? Yeah, I think it has to be the Celtics. The Celtics have got... And this kind of touches on the point about Tatum again as well. The Celtics have got the most firepower within their roster, so you can't stop Giannis. Anyone who's like, who's going to be the Giannis stopper? There's no one in the league that's a Giannis stopper. There's people that can contain him, that can hold him to 20, 25 a night, and that's a good night against him. Um, so... You don't need a Giannis You need guys that are able to get up under him, to draw drives off him, draw fouls, and to lower that scoring percentage and hold him to 20 to 21 points a night while limiting his offensive boards. And if you can do that, and then you can scheme Middleton, and Middleton's a nightmare for any Boston fan. He just seems to find a way to go for 50. But if you can find a way to hold him to 22, the Celtics have enough guys on that team that are capable of putting 20 to 30 a night that they can they should be able to outscore them. They're never gonna stop Giannis, so what they need to do is figure out how to slow him down and how to get their points up early.
0: Yeah, and really quickly, to go back to what we said about Gordon Hayward, people just forget two years ago he was averaging twenty to twenty five points a night. And all of a sudden we're like, oh Gordon Hayward is washed up like no, no, he's played with Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and himself. Four guys. Although,
2: although his knee basically exploded, so, I mean.
0: I mean, his leg was still yeah. true, but still. But so that's four guys that I would – if they dropped 30 on any given night, I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, you dropped 30. Pat on the back. Um, So, here's how I've always looked at it, and this is – I've been very consistent at this Warner, so good job for me. In terms of talent, you are absolutely right. There is no team in the Eastern Conference. Not the Sixers, definitely not the Sixers. Not the Sixers, not the Heat, not the Raptors, not the Pacers, not the Nets, not whatever other team. want I say, There's not any team in the East that can match talent-wise what the Bucks put out on the floor. I just listed their four best scores. Then even list, uh, then even list Marcus Smart, who I mean, you
2: wins. mean the Celtics, right? You mean, mm-hmm. you mean the Celtics? Yeah, you said the Celtics. Bucks. Yeah, you said the Bucks. Hmm.
0: Oh, you said there, there's nobody that
2: can match
0: the talent that the Bucs put I'm on before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I Celtics. I apologize. Um Marcus Smart and if there was like an all NBA team, I mean if there was like a defensive player of the year for, for guards, Marcus Smart would probably win it if not him, Patrick Beverly. Um you got Tice, Canner, Williams. Like the Celtics are deep. There's a talent. In terms of what it takes, in my opinion, to beat the to beat the Bucs consistently or like slow down. In seven-game series, series. yes, in seven-game series, what it takes to slow down Giannis over a stretch of a seven-game series, the Heat because they have the size, the versatility, and the shooting. They go eleven deep; nine of them are legitimate shooting threats. And I mean, I mean, yeah, the size, the versatility, the shooting, the whole package. And they have Spo, who I think we kind of underrated a little bit because of like he had LeBron. D-Wade and CB there but I think we kind of underrate Coach Bo as the coach But Yeah, in terms of defensive minds and all that stuff And Warner, you have severely You need If one day we were to ever get a Miami Heat player on the show You need to severely apologize Because what you have said Specifically in the off season It's just cruel And granted hindsight is twenty twenty, but still But um, again, in terms of talent It has to be the Celtics Any other answer is wrong but like size, strength—I mean, size, versatility, and shooting—the Heat have the whole package.
2: Yeah, no, I've—I've I've been on record of saying that the Heat are the the biggest um, threat to the Bucks going to the championship, uh, especially this year because of their just the length. It's—it's it's, these guys are all about six six to six nine. They're wings. They can shoot. They can run the floor. They're young. They're—they're they're fast. They're in the best shape of their lives. And then they have Bam Autobio anchoring the paint with Jimmy Butler and his hunter mentality leading the pack. It's it's just it's kind of the nightmare uh, scenario for the Bucks. You can put this, this guy who's 6'6 to 6'9 um, in the paint close to help with help out with Autobio and um, c- try to prevent Giannis from going off for 35 or 40 on you. And then you can you have the length and the quickness. Um, to get back and, and defend against some of those perimeter shooters that Giannis kicked the ball out to, so yeah, I think the Heat are um, the most prime this year. But um, talent-wise, for the long run, assuming the Bucks stay exactly the same, which is not going to happen, but assuming their their um their dominance and their talent stays exactly the same, I think the Celtics would have the best chance in the long run um, to to prevent that. But yeah, it's hard it's hard to go up against a team that goes. 11 deep with, with um, size, speed, and shooting like the Heat do.
0: Yeah, and really quickly, I'm just going to list them, right? First of your guards aren't even particularly small, specifically with like Goran Josh, like 6'3", 6'4". Now it's a little bit more on the shorter side. Well, like
2: Kendrick is, is small, but he is a lights-out shooter.
0: Yeah, so wing, you got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Bucket, uh the uh, Jay Crowder the Andre Iguodala. now granted Derrick Jones Jr. isn't a shooter but Derrick Jones Jr. that's six players He's an athlete he is an athlete that's six, Jones Jr. that's six players all at least six sticks or higher that can put that the coach bow can throw a body at at Giannis and then you have Big second shoot to three, Kelly Olinick, Myers Leonard, and so on. And so that's eight. And then uh that, that's seven. I can't count because you got nine, Drogic, and bam. Oh wait, never mind. That that's eight. I can count. Um, but so yeah, the Heat, uh, for me are the favorites. Because I mean, not the favorite. I'm, oh
2: my god, the most likely to give the Bucks a run for their money in a seven game series,
0: yes. But again, in terms of talent, even from this year, in terms of talent, it's the Celtics. But uh, it, don't even ask me, don't ask me who I would pick in a series to or the Celtics. I, I don't want to have to pick that series. I don't. That is like That's,
2: the Heat have some very, very potentially good matchups, seven game series down to the wire nail biters. In, in this playoffs. I think it's going to be a really fun playoffs to watch because both the East and the West just have, you know, really good teams because you know, now that LeBron's out of the East, you have really good competition in the East with all these teams trying to compete right now. Uh, you have Kawhi and LeBron and, and Harden and the Rockets and, and these guys that kind of neutralized LeBron running over the heat for those, what, eight straight years. And, um, I think it's gonna be really uh a really good competition that wise uh this year. If you remember Sean, um before the season started, after right after free agency when all these teams were making moves when you
0: said Jimmy Butler was exactly. the most overrated offseason move. Yeah, yeah, that that that's what you said, right? Was that the question you were about to ask?
2: Yep. No, that was not the question I was about to I was about to ask. But you remember us uh talking with Omar and saying this is gonna be one of the most fun um seasons and most competitive playoffs we've seen in a while because all these teams with LeBron going over to LA and then not being too successful and not making the playoffs it's shown all these teams like oh we have a window we can compete this is our chance to to win a championship right now and um, especially with the Raptors winning last year it's it's a big it's a big um, sort of season for for the NBA uh, competition wise
0: pause oh okay no, no no need to pause Adam's back yay
1: my bad no really? you're
0: absolutely fine um was there anything worth uh saying like you're talking
1: to... about the heat right you mentioned Miami as being a threat yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree I mean I'm a big fan of Bam I'm not a big fan of Jimmy in terms of I don't Bleach report put him in the top twenty. I uh, factor him in. No, they put him in the top ten, right? Yeah,
0: I did. it was somewhere
1: yeah. anywhere that I completely disagreed Wait, with. That was not a good list. No, it wasn't. But he is a solid on-ball defender. He's a solid, like emotional leader, and he can score when he puts his mind to it. And you said they've got good length. They've got spo. I really like Bam. I like the defense that Bam can do. I just don't feel this is their year. I feel like they're a, another scoring piece away and probably another bench defensive piece way before they're true contenders this year.
2: They are wow. very young and immature team.
0: Yeah, they do have a lot of young players. That That is a fair point. All right, so what is the conference finals? Because I think we're all very optimistic on like the college football video. We were not optimistic about the college football season continuing, but that's we're all optimistic about the NBA's decent finish thing, What is – what are you guys' conference finals picks for the East and the
1: West? I'm going Boston-Milwaukee in the East. And then I'm going to go – my heart tells me Lakers-Clippers. My head tells me – and this is a long shot. This is a really long shot. But I could see it being Lakers-Pelicans if the Pelicans make it to the playoffs. Just because – and do you want to know why? Because I feel like they're too slept on. Brandon Ingram's had a massive jump this year. Zion, that's even not even factoring in Zion. Derek Favors has been such a defensive anchor for those guys. They're, they're plus minus when he's on the floor goes absolutely through the roof. However, I do believe it's going to be a Lakers-Clippers. Well,
0: wait. First off, Warner, is it even possible? for to, Because for that to happen, the Pelicans have to at least get the seven seed. Yeah. Does that even – mathematically possible? Um,
2: sh- don't believe Well, something. you
0: check that. I'll go ahead and answer. It is. Uh,
2: it is. It is. Um, eight games. Eight games. It's possible, but Dallas would have to go on a big losing streak, and the Pelicans would pretty much have to go eight and up.
1: And I think it's possible, man.
0: By big losing streak, you mean losing yeah. every
1: game. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But, it's definitely going to be the Clippers-Lakers. I mean, anyone else that you look at, just doesn't have the depth that those two teams have and doesn't have the star power that those two teams have. If I was going to choose a winner out of that, it's still going to be the Lakers. I feel LeBron's going to be on a mission. Yes. Are you happy about that? Definitely. Yes, yeah, LeBron's going to be on a mission. Uh, everything that happened with Kobe earlier in the year is going to drive those guys to be as close to a championship as physically possible now. And the fact that Anthony Davis turned around and said, I want to be in a winning situation, so anything other than a finals for them could be what cost them ad long term.
0: Yeah, so I don't want to see that happening. Um, in the East, I'm out to I'm out to agree with you, Celtics. Uh, Celtics, Bucks. While I think the Heat may be the bigger threat because of uh, their size against size versatility, and shooting in a seven game series. I think the, the Celtics have just too much talent to lose. If they're to face the Heat in the second round matchup, I think it's just too much talent on the floor at one time that the Heat can't necessarily match because the reason why I think that the Heat will be fine against the Bucks after Giannis and Middleton, who are you really trusting to score the ball for the Bucks? Are you trusting Bledsoe to create his own shot in a playoff game? Are you trusting Brooke Lopez? Are you trusting, I mean, who's their, their final story? Wesley Matthews, right? The, those guys are spot up shooters, really, and he, it really Middleton that too. But Middleton is kind of underrated at creating his own shot. The Celtics, like I already mentioned, you go, you got Kemba, which is gonna be a, a nightmare for guys like Kendrick and I even know he is like a bulldog. You got Kemba, you got Jalen Brown who just erupted this year. Tatum was sending the freaking league on fire when the when the uh, season started. Then you got Gordon Hayward. Marcus Marr has shown that he can score the ball really well this year. So I would, I would probably take the Celtics in a Heat matchup. But give me Celtics, but in the West, I'll get up, agree as well, Lakers, Clippers. If there was a team, I don't think this would happen. If there was a team that could maybe, like, take that away from us, take away a Lakers-Clippers matchup, be the Rockets. Because, like, in terms of star power, the, the Rockets, like, with just Westbrook and Harden alone, they can match up with anybody in terms of star power. But what concerns me about the Rockets is in the playoffs, who going to guard AD? Who going to who gonna consistently for 48 minutes? not It's really for like 40. Who going to guard Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Who'll do that? James Harden? Come on. Come on now. Uh, and there's only so many points you can score with Harden shooting 35 threes a night, so come on now, so give me Lakers, Clippers if, now I will say this if the Rockets had Capella maybe maybe I would say the Rockets could, could can pull one off, but you lose Capella, so you don't have somebody that can protect the room to, to try to slow down, because you're not stopping AD, you, could, you have to slow him down maybe, but yeah, so what, P.J. Tucker? I mean, come on. I mean, he's a bulldog, yes, but I mean, A.D., I mean, that snippy cup, he's got to reach at the basket, and th- the ball is right there, so uh, give me Lakers' Clippers as well, and touch on what you said about the Lakers winning. The last time I saw LeBron like this motivated, and this is like completely out of context, don't get mad at me, Adam, because this may be a little emotional for you. 2012, Game six, that image of LeBron just looking like he, he's ready to kill somebody is ingrained in my head, um, like possibly forever. Like that image is lasting in my head. So, and we all, you vividly probably remember how that ended Uh He won a chip that year. He actually went back to back. Uh, so, yeah, the Lakers, I think Lakers are actually the favorites to win the chip. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I stand by
2: it. Yeah, my, um, my, my conference final matchups, I think for the West, I'm going to say the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't think you can really say anything else. Maybe the Nuggets, but no. doubtful. Um, and then for the East, I'm actually, I'm going to have um, the, the um, Boston hosting the Heat. I think the Heat are going to knock off the Bucks in, in seven. I think Boston's going to knock off Toronto in, in uh, about six. And I think we're going to see those two teams face off in the uh, Cardinals Finals.
0: Yeah, so we got to go a little quicker here. Zoom's kicking us off in 10 minutes because of the three people thing. Um, now, what's interesting to me is none of us have talked about the Raptors. Is that by coincidence or do we, or is there like a serious like problem with the Raptors?
2: Lack of star power, really. I mean, Pascal Siakam is, is a good player in his own right. He's an all-star. But he's not a superstar player, and I don't think he's going to be able to lead that team um, to to uh, much much more than a um, than a Western or Eastern Conference cities
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they've done a phenomenal job in bouncing back from losing Kawhi last year. Nick Nurse has done an amazing coaching job; probably deserves Coach of the Year. They just. Don't strike me as a team that's going to be able to hold it together over seven over a seven game series against a team like Milwaukee or Boston or maybe even Philly. They're the feel good story of the year, but that story I don't see them making it out of the second round in the East. All right. Touching on I just want to touch on your point about Houston as well, against you saying who's gonna stop A D, blah blah blah. They're playing a five out system exclusively. They're probably the only team I've seen that I've really enjoyed and thought you guys are playing the five out in a way that's designed to get you those open looks and to encourage those iso plays in a positive way. So you're saying who's going to stop AD? Who's going to stop that LeBron and AD pick and roll? With no Rondo and no Bradley, what perimeter defense do, do the Lakers have that's going to be able to stop a James Harden playing on a five out or PJ Tucker cutting in ready for those backdoor cuts, because it's a five out, you're going to have AD and LeBron pushing up on the perimeter to negate that loss of Rondo and Bradley, which were the Lakers arguably two best perimeter defenders. That's going to be a very interesting, if it happens, it'll be a really interesting series because the two styles and the players that are missing from each respective team due to trade or injury or decision not to play, They're those two match up really intriguingly because the way Houston attacks is where the Lakers' biggest weakness is now. The way the Lakers attack is where Houston's biggest weakness is. That could go down to the wire. That could be a seven-game series. I kind
2: of want to see them in the conference finals. I can't even lie. Um,
0: yeah, I, I would I would rather have that in the conference finals than the seven yeah. No, but... um.
2: That's that's a very good point. You you really don't want Anthony Davis going to guard the perimeter, and that just shows, you know, how much the Lakers are kind of relying on um, J.R. Smith, Pin Alex Caruso, and Danny, Danny Green. Green like, like, is Danny
0: Green not like? Does he not exist anymore? Like, come on, guys, put some respect to Danny Green's name. All right, so we're not out of time here. So two more questions. Let's keep it. Let's keep it quick. Who? The the million dollar question, me and Warner just talked about it yesterday. Who's your MVP vote?
1: It's gotta be Yannis. I feel like you can't you can't take away from what he's done this year. It's gotta be Yannis.
0: Warner, I know we already talked about it yesterday, but so our friend Adam can know your take?
2: Yeah, um I, I said I said it could really go either way. I think um Yannis is gonna get defensive player and LeBron's gonna get MVP.
0: Um my vote would be for LeBron. Giannis is going to win it. But to, to clarify what I said yesterday again, because some people don't understand what – like, like it is, it's a straight line, and people just want to go like this. No, it's straight line. Just, re- just listen. So for Warren, if you're watching, specifically for you, okay, LeBron, my vote for LeBron is alone because for 15 daggone years, it was East in the East. East in the East, East in the East. Specifically, not to discredit James Harden's 2018 MVP year, right? But the number one, it wasn't like James Harden was the consensus best player in the league. Yet. The number one case against LeBron was, oh, he's in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, you got to get the hardest. That was the number one argument against LeBron. Okay. LeBron's doing it in the West. He's averaging 26, 8, and 11 on the best team in the Western Conference. So just based off of the media's hypocrisy, Le- LeBron would have to win it. But that that's, why, that's one of the reasons why he's my vote. Giannis is going to win it. Uh, I'm saying that begrudgingly, but Giannis is going to win the MVP. It breaks my heart to say it. LeBron should have – how many MVPs do you have? Four LeBron should have five MVPs left by now. It's the same reason why Mike Trout's not winning MVP
2: every year. That's different. That's different.
0: That's different. All right. But uh, uh, can start wrapping things up. Did I miss anything? Um,
1: I'm expecting smoke on me saying that the Pelicans could make it to the finals. It's a very long shot. I really, really want them to do it just because I want Lonzo Ball to kind of show the Lakers what it's about after the way he left. Uh, I also want Brandon Ingram to do exactly the same thing. I feel like the Lakers were set up for a long time. Everything looked good for them. They looked like they were going to be a problem in three or four years, and they blew it up. I just don't think that's a good... uh, If you don't... If they don't win a championship this year, or... Or even if they do, and AD is like, well, I got what I wanted in LA, but it's not the city I want to live in. I'm going to be the biggest name on the free agency market and get some dough. Then... Those guys made a really bad decision because you've got a championship, but now you've got no assets and no possible way of putting a contender on the floor for at least four years, maybe five. And that to me, and then the Pelicans are going to get strong. It's very similar to the Boston Brooklyn trade. If AD decides (laughs) to leave, uh, New Orleans are going to look real, real good, real, real quick.
0: And Warner, just to clarify, he was talking about like the Paul Pierce, he probably, yeah, yeah. And just to touch upon what you said, this is completely different from the Toronto-San Antonio trade. Toronto did star for superstar and role player for starter. That's what Toronto did, because, because we see what they are now with, I mean, they lost both. So essentially, they got a chip. And in return, they lost DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, I think it was Yaka Poeltl and some picks. And then the second best team in the Eastern Conference. So what Adam is saying is absolutely accurate. I mean, if AD's gone, you traded your future, you traded your pick. I mean, yeah, you got to reign yay, but for long term, I mean, LeBron, I think it basically said this is probably LeBron's last year. It's the consensus best player in the NBA from my point of view. After this year, I think that really, I think really Giannis, Kawhi, KD, if healthy, we'll really start to take that argument over. But, um, but uh, so, yeah. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Well, really quickly, did we get your – you said the Lakers won the championship, right?
1: That's not what I said at all. Oh, I said – <laughs> uh, I feel like they're probably going to be the team that wins it, unless they come up against Boston, where I feel like Boston's going to run them off the floor in over seven games.
0: No, no. Yes. No, we are not ending – like
1: that. i tell you what, if it turns if it goes to a Celtics-Lakers finals we'll do a live streaming with me and you on there and uh, we'll see how that goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll be looking forward to it but alright anyway, thank you for joining us here again, thank you Warner as always uh, for your uh, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you for joining,
2: <laughs> you know for my presence
0: yeah, thank you as always Uh make sure you guys go check out Celtics blog and follow Adam on Twitter, his uh, Twitter handle will be down in the description below. Thank you for watching Sports Times, the most authentic place in sports basketball. Well, exhibition basketball starts back to get today. Don't get too excited, it's just going to be a glorified practice. But baseball is back tomorrow. The season, oh my god, the emotional season is back next week. Make sure you guys follow us because we're going to be bringing you guys all the coverage. Thank you for watching.